the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wow, talk about giving it the old college try. A huge story broke a few hours ago about massive fraud in college admissions. And the amount of money that was thrown around is stunning. You won't believe it. Now, how about paying $400,000 to bribe a women's Ivy League soccer coach to say that he's giving a soccer scholarship to your daughter who doesn't play soccer? They just do it so she can have a better chance of being accepted because uh, of being an athlete. Not necessarily because she's even that great, but because it helps you get accepted. You know, extracurricular activities and all that stuff. And how about paying someone fifty or $75,000 to take your kid's SAT or ACT test? It was happening at some elite schools like Yale, Georgetown, Stanford, um, and college administrators are being accused of taking major bribes, big-time money, making hundreds of thousands of dollars over a period of time. Um, and a guy who's made millions of dollars on the scheme pled guilty in federal court in Boston just a couple of hours ago. And it just so happens that we have another college story here today. Um, it seems to happen a lot here, I know, but these kind of just dropped into my lap today. Some kiddies at uh, Sarah Lawrence College in Yonkers, New York, uh, did an old-fashioned sit-in yesterday to protest the treatment of students of color at Sarah Lawrence, where it costs, by the way, I did the math here, and I didn't even go to an Ivy League school, but uh, 70, about seventy-two, seventy-five thousand dollars $75,000 a year to go to Sarah Lawrence. Uh, that You can mark that down as another school... <laughs> Not to send your kid to. Um, but anyway, uh, they did this protest. Uh, uh, they are protesting the treatment of students of color, and they made some ridiculous demands. Now, what caught our eye here, and I have to give credit to Erin Byrne, our producer. She saw the name in the story. She said, hey, that guy was on our show. Yep. Uh, one of their demands was to get rid of a professor who had the nerve to write an op-ed in the New York Times back on October 16th saying that he couldn't believe how liberal everybody at every college he surveyed is or was. And he's not just talking about professors. He's talking about administrators, you know, people who work in the cafeteria. Everybody's a liberal. You're, you're just you – it's just – he said it's 12 to 1, liberals to, uh, for every conservative. So it does uh, just so happen that he was a guest on this show on October 16th, the day that that op-ed showed up in the New York Times. You'll be hearing a lot about this uh, – protest at Sarah Lawrence, I think, if you're watching cable tonight, and maybe you saw it last night. Anyway, uh, we'll play that interview for you in our second half hour that this guy did with us on October 16th, and you'll see why these idiot kids uh, held the sit-in at his, uh, I don't know where they held it, who cares, but when we come back, we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about this elite school, how to get into an elite school without really trying. And we will talk to the reporter who covered the story about all those bribes and everything else for the Washington Post. Stick around. 
Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is John Stoggerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now. 724-884-1496 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com MyPillow's Mike Lindell is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. This is John Stoggerwald and he certainly helped me I love my pillow, as you well know. But now Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly 6,000 miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. My pillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets. Luxurious, soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off My Pillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code STAG when you call 800-716-8087 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-716-8087 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code STAG for 30% off plus free shipping. That's 800-716-8087 or visit MyPillow.com. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Few moments bring you joy like going to the mailbox after you've done your taxes. Pulling it open, reaching in, discarding the junk mail, and then pulling out that item you've been waiting so... What? Someone already filed for my return? It sounds like a horror story, but it's a reality. Cybercriminals can use your personal information to get a tax refund in your name, or even commit other forms of ID theft. Good thing there's LifeLock with Norton. LifeLock's dedicated identity restoration specialists will work to fix your identity issues. And we've added more protection with Norton Security to help block thieves from stealing information on your devices. No one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But join today and get 10% off your first year. And then enjoy peace of mind all year long. Head to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off your first year. LifeLock with Norton. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. 
going to be a lot of parents uh, embarrassed by the story that broke today about academic fraud uh, discovered by the Justice Department. Lots of rich parents who probably did a lot of bragging at cocktail parties about their kids getting into elite colleges and maybe some not so elite are being exposed as frauds to everybody and they could be going to jail. Matt Zabotowski uh, wrote about it today in the Washington Post and he joins us now. Matt, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, did I get your name? I'm going to make sure I pronounce your name right. Zapatoski, you got it. Zapatoski, okay. Um, so this is an amazing story, and it's really ugly. Can you give us a quick summary? I read the indictment, and it goes on and on. It's a big deal. Yeah, high level, this is a bunch of rich parents, I think 33 in all, a couple of minor celebrities, people who own their own companies or high-ranking in companies, the co-chairman of a law firm. Um, they would pay a third party essentially to juice their kids' chances of going to college and not just like giving the kids advice. The person would arrange to have their, their standardized tests modified so they got most or all of the answers right and hit desired scores. It would, it would bribe coaches, like athletic coaches, to say, oh, this kid is a great recruit for me. We need to let him in the door, when in fact, the kid didn't even often play the sport that he was purportedly being recruited for. So it was just like paying bribes to this guy who would help kids who probably didn't deserve to get into some of these elite schools to let them get into these elite schools. Yeah, and some famous people have already been identified. A couple of uh movie, well, I, don't, I guess TV and movie stars, um, neither of whom I ever heard of. But, I mean, I kind of heard of them, but they're, but they're out there. And, and I, I wonder if there are going to be more of those. Yeah, so there were two big names that jumped out. They might, they, to some people, might be household names. Felicity Huffman, who I think is famous for Desperate Housewives, and Lori Laughlin, who is famous for Full House. And they're both accused of being, you know, the corrupt parents in this instance. In Lori Laughlin's case, she's accused of paying like $500,000 so an official at USC would pretend her kids were being recruited for crew when, in fact, they were not. And then with Felicity Huffman, she was accused in connection with kind of the test modification scandal. She talked with this guy about how someone could go in after her kid was done taking an SAT or an ACT, I forget which one, and, and change all the answers so that they were correct. Yeah, and I, uh, um, the ringleader pled guilty today. So that means he's going to be doing a lot of singing. So uh, some other names are going to come out, I'm sure. Yeah, his name is William Singer, Rick right. Singer. Right. Um, he, uh, he's been cooperating with the feds for almost a year, and the level of detail they revealed in this indictment is just remarkable. People at the time, I'd encourage them to read it. They were up on his phone conversations with a lot of these parents, and you can see sort of them soliciting him, you know, asking him how they're going to get their kids into college, some, some wanting it to be hidden from their kid, how they were able to sort of get in. But uh, it's just a really interesting indictment. He's central to everything. I mean, he's kind of the main focal point for bribing the coaches and the athletics officials and running the test score scam. You know, he has the ins kind of with the test monitor folks, and it's critical that they, of course, turn a blind eye to what's happening. Um, and he's pleaded, he's pleaded guilty today. Yeah, and what, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you, kind of, you did a good job of summing it up, um, but the details um, – they're not small bribes. Uh, the Yale women's soccer coach, for example, um, four hundred thousand dollars he was bribed for one for one kid. 
Yeah, the numbers here are not small at all. I think Singer, uh, they, they estimated, got about $25 million total. Now, some of that, of course, he had to reroute as bribes to actual athletics officials or testing officials. A Georgetown tennis coach, and this is for several kids, um, $950,000. So this is real money at stake. Now, even on the smaller end, if you're just sort of paying a bribe, as um, you know, like Felicity Huffman was alleged to have done, the cost for rigging a test in her case was 15000 uh, You know, that's not a small amount of money either. In the scope of this, it kind of is, but certainly no no small amount of money is at stake here. Uh, and the I, I saw that the in your story that um, the the family that bribed the soccer coach at Yale gave him four hundred thousand um, dollars to say that his say that their daughter who didn't play soccer was going to get a scholarship that that family paid one point two million dollars in bribes to get their kid into Yale. Yeah, so what what typically happens, and as happened here, they pay Singer a really big amount, and then Singer either tells them to or himself reroutes money to the coach or the official. So Singer walks away, you know, with 1.2, and then another 400 goes to the coach. Um, you know, it's an astounding amount of money at stake here. And as the U.S. attorney said, this isn't just sort of like, well, they made a big donation, so university officials looked fondly. This is like actually rigging test scores, like actually taking steps that would sort of guarantee admission, maybe in a way that donating a lot of money would not have. See, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts, but if if I had a million two to spend on my kid to get into college, um, I, I'd write her the check for 1.2 million, buy her a, a restaurant, um, uh, you know, um, give, just give her the check and say, you know, see how long this will last you. I mean, it's just the the amount of money that these people pay, and you wonder how much of it is just a status thing. They want to be able to brag that their their kid got into Yale. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't think I have a really clear sense of what motivated these people in some of these cases. As the U.S. attorney pointed out when he announced this, these kids had sort of all the privilege and advantage in the world. They could have gone to kind of the best private high schools, had access to private tutors. And then you raise a good point, too, like they, their families already have so much money. Why not just do a big donation if, you, if, if your if status is is the real important thing here. You know, that certainly would help someone's admission. Why sort of cross the line into pretty clear illegal activity? I don't think we have a clear sense of these people's motive. I haven't been able to talk to any of the people who are accused of um, accused of paying the bribes today, though I hope to. We're, ta- we're talking to Matt Zabatoski, who wrote about it today in the Washington Post, a story about the college uh, fraud, admission fraud. How long have you known about this, Matt, before you wrote would- about it? I learned about it. I learned about the full scope of it in the same time everybody else did. The U.S. attorney really did a good job of keeping this this secret. Now the investigation was only about a year old, but you can see all of these tentacles. You know, all of these famous people who were caught up, and the singer guy was sort of tipping people uh, in real time. Hey, you're under investigation. He had to plead guilty to a charge related to that too. So it's kind of mystifying that it didn't slip out until today. But but I learned about it in its full glory. You know, just like everybody else. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, why not make a donation? One of the really rotten things about this is that, well, there are a lot of rotten things about it, but uh, not just, you know, the cheating and the, and the, um, and the, and the uh, hypocrisy, 
But uh, you mentioned giving a donation. They they're also they fa- they set up fake charities, didn't they? So that so that this money didn't look like bribes. Yeah, that's right. So all of this money was kind of routed to Singer's charity. I mean, he called it a charity, but federal prosecutors said it really wasn't a charity. It was more like a slush fund. So, you know, you're paying paying what, what amounts to a bribe, but you're saying, oh, this is a donation to your charity. And then you can claim it on your taxes and all sorts of things. But really, it's just money that goes in Singer's pocket, that which he doesn't use to sort of bribe the testing officials or the university officials. And, of course, that opens all these people up to tax evasion tax fraud because you know if they if they sent a check for 400,000 to singer that was uh, which was looked what was made to look like it was a donation to a charity they're going to write that off their taxes yeah, and you can see the way they sort of investigated that. Now, they charged this as kind of a racketeering case and a money laundering case, which is a very serious charge. We'll see how much actual prison time it results in for people, but definitely there were tax implications, and you can see in the indictment that um, the FBI was really interested in this. And in fact, when they announced the charges today, an IRS official was there, too, so definitely there were some tax implications. And... Um uh, how much of a follow-up do you have to do on this? Because this uh, today's the first, this seems to me like a, we're dealing with a tip of the iceberg situation. Yeah, so there's follow-up on a couple of fronts. For one, the U.S. attorney today said that, um, you know, they've charged these 50 people, but that probably is not it. There might be more coaches, um, parents, um, uh, you know, people, testing officials who could be implicated in this. So that's one. And two, you know, this also now moves to become a big question for the schools. This investigation is only a year old. Some of these students who got in because their parents were said to have have bribed or paid bribes, they're still in school. So the schools are going to have to wrestle with, gosh, what do we do about that? What do we do about the students who, um, the, the students who didn't get in because these kids did get in. So a lot of interesting questions to follow up on. Yeah, the right thing to do would be to kick them out. It'll be interesting to see if they do it. Um, and the other thing that's nasty about this is that they, they um, I wasn't really clear on um, why it, it, it helped the kid to get in to say that they, well, I understand that, like if you say you, you played soccer, that meant that they you get, you get um, credit for having taken part in an extracurricular activity and that helps you get into school they add up all that stuff but they were the, the coaches were willing to lie about for some something as ridiculous as the sailing team i think it was at USC to lie about a a, a kid and say that oh yeah i'm going to give this kid a scholarship and the kid uh, as a girl in this case i think had never been on a sailboat and had nothing to do with sailing and but they but but so there are only so many scholarships that go around, and so whoever some by giving the scholarship to this kid who wasn't involved in sailing at all, somebody who could have used the money and could have used the scholarship didn't get it. Yeah, so I'm not sure about the the scholarship aspect of that, but when you're applying to school, if you're designated as like an athlete that the university is trying to recruit, and this was sort of news to me, I guess I was peripherally aware of this, but if you're designated as an athlete the university is trying to recruit, then they'll kind of lower the bar for you. You have a higher probability of just getting into the school because it's like, well, this person could help with the tennis team. This person could help with the crew team. And so what was happening is 
singer would bribe coaches or athletics officials to tell their admissions officers that person is a recruit in crew, in soccer, in tennis. And in fact, they weren't. They were not a recruit at all. But that designation would kind of help them get in the door. And then once they were there, they would never actually end up playing the sport. Uh, The U.S. attorney said today they would sort of fake an injury or just like show up a couple times and quit. They went to great lengths to convince the admissions people that these were athletes. Sometimes they would Photoshop these kids' faces on pictures of real athletes. Um, They would sort of juice applications, you know, overhype applications about their athletic prowess. So, you know, really remarkable stuff. Um, Amazing. And uh, it also involves uh, people in athletic departments. Uh, A woman uh, was pretty heavily involved who's an associate athletic director at uh, Southern Cal. Yeah, that yeah, that USC athletic director um was one of many Yeah. Uh yeah, she was she was charged and that was actually in connection with the Lori Laughlin, the the woman from Full House, yeah. um accused of taking taking a bribe to help her daughters get in. It's amazing. I mean, um you know, you, you talk about white collar crime. These are these are highly respected executives. I mean, that's you're if you're an associate athletic director, you're an executive at a at a at a reputable university and you're taking just somebody handing you a check and say yeah well yeah we'll get your kid in how much you want to give me it's it's amazing yeah that's absolutely right now i guess it's important to note that that at least the way prosecutors tell it it's not like the schools as institutions were in on this and in some ways they you know the u.s attorney posited them as victims you know they take these kids who aren't actually athletes and peg them as athletes and they lose out on potentially better students because these kids bribed officials at the school. So there is sort of a distinction there. This is people kind of lining their own pockets as opposed to the university doing something corrupt, the university as an institution, but, uh, you know, nonetheless interesting. And uh, we're finishing up here with Matt Sabatoski of uh, the uh, of Washington Post who uh, helped uh, write the story about this amazing um, fraud and cheating, uh, getting kids into major colleges and large amounts of money being spread around. It's a big story. You're going to see be seeing a lot more about this. But the U.S. attorney in Boston said, uh, this is a quote, this is part of the widening corruption of elite college admissions through the steady application of wealth combined with fraud. That sounds like a guy who's on to some, uh, some, uh, uh, some, a, a lot more than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and he out and out said there is probably more. You know, we've yeah. charged these 50 people, but this case is ongoing. And you can clearly see in watching his press conference today, he sees a moral hook here. I mean, of course, prosecutors are looking for violations of the law, and that's what they charge. But he sees this as a moral issue, an issue of money kind of buying access to colleges. And, and he sees this case, or seems to see this case, as a way to attack that, to say, look, you can't just bribe and buy your way into college because if you break the law, we're going to come after you for that. Uh, I got less than a minute, Matt. What's the what's next? What do you think we're going to see next here? I think you're going to see colleges uh, wrestling a lot with what to do with these current coaches who are implicated and what to do with these students, some of whom didn't know what their parents were up to. And I think you're going to see a lot of court action as people plead guilty or, or fight these charges that were brought today. Hey, Matt, I appreciate you being on with us. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that's Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post. And um, that story to me is, I don't know, I, I'm actually shocked by it. I, I mean, I have always known that the 
major sports, the college football and basketball, have been saying it here for a while on this show. I just think it's a cesspool, both of them. Um, But when you see a soccer coach getting paid $400,000 to lie about a kid getting a scholarship so that that kid can get into Yale, 400000 bucks for a women's soccer coach. That's a, some nasty stuff going on up there, and I think it's only the, only the beginning, and I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of this, and it really stinks. we got something else that stinks coming on right after this break. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. British Prime Minister Theresa May's deal for Brexit has been rejected for a second time in the House of Commons just 17 days before the UK is scheduled to leave the EU. MPs uh, will get a vote tomorrow, uh, so Wednesday, on whether the uh, UK should leave without a deal uh, at all on the 29th of March, which is the scheduled date for the British withdrawal from the European Union. And if that fails, or if that is rejected, uh, the idea of leaving without a deal, then on Thursday they will uh, be able to vote on whether the government should ask the other 27 member states of the European Union uh, for an extension. That's BBC correspondent Tim Franks reporting. A mixed day on Wall Street as the Dow was down by 96 points, but the Nasdaq rose 33 and the S&P 500 advanced state. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Jay Sekulow says there are some concerns about the new Congress. The fact that the President of the United States had to say these words in 2019 should concern everybody. We renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Can you imagine that that was a necessary statement, which it was? Jay Sekulow, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250, The Answer. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topolowski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Tax season is here again with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. 
Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own farmer's insurance agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experience business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Very busy afternoon out there with heavy delays on the Parkway West inbound, starting around 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And on the outbound side, the slowdown from Banksville Road to Carnegie. Also seeing that volume on the Parkway East, outbound Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel inbound, Edgewood Swissvale to the Tunnel and County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Northbound 79, that's looking busy from the Parkway North up to 910. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Chilly tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 28. Then it will turn milder tomorrow. We'll have uh, clouds and uh, limited sun, 56 for the afternoon high. Mostly cloudy with a low 44 tomorrow night. Then on Thursday, look for cloudy skies and some rain in the afternoon as it turns breezy. It'll be warm, though, with a high 64. Turn chillier Friday. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, yesterday the students of color at Sarah Lawrence College, where it costs uh, seventy about $70,000 a year to matriculate, that's in Yonkers, New York, uh, they staged a large sit-in and presented the school with a long list of demands because they don't believe that the school lives up to its statement that it, quote, welcomes and nurtures people of all races and rejects all forms of racism. Well, one of their demands was that Professor Samuel Abrams be kicked out because of an op-ed that he wrote in the New York Times back on October 16th. Well, it just so happens that I saw that article back on October 16th, and I invited Sam to be on the show, and he accepted. Sam, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So, a few weeks ago, I had a guy on here who did a study on the ratio of uh, Democrats to Republicans on uh, college college campuses, and uh, the numbers were astounding, although I guess not really surprising, but... You took it a step further uh, and had a piece on that in the New York Times. What did you find out? Sure. So uh, I've been writing about uh, faculty ideology, actually, uh, for quite a few years. And one of the things that I found was that the ratio of liberal to conservative faculty is, on average, about six to one. It's pretty hard to find a conservative professor. If you go to a place like New England, that number jumps to about 25 to one. Uh, Being so concerned about this, uh, I realized we have to dig a little deeper, and I realized pretty quickly that it's not just faculty on college and university campuses that are the problem, uh, such as people like yours, truly a professor, 
but the administrators, the number of administrators in the United States have been growing astronomically. They are everywhere. They deal with dormitories, residential life, student spaces, student unions, orientation. They are involved in every facet of our undergraduate life. And I realized none of us knew what was really going on with us. So I had a chance to survey uh, them over the summer of 2018. Uh, as far as I know, the first of its kind and quite a large survey, over 900 of them around the country. And what I realized is they are even more liberal than college and university faculty. On average, uh, about 12 liberals for every one conservative. Oh, and uh, how did you do your survey? I mean, how did you? How were you able to discern that they were liberal or conservative? Did you just ask them? Uh, yeah, believe it or not. Uh, so first, you have to collect a sample, uh, and that involved uh, looking at thousands of colleges and universities around the country, making sure that there was the right balance, making sure that I asked enough people all over the country, not just folks in New England uh, or Pennsylvania, but people down south, people out west, and, and so on. And then asking them, not just are you liberal or are you conservative, but asking them about their ideologies, what, uh, what is of interest to them, what matters to them, where they see themselves on a, a variety of scales. And very, very quickly, they, um, they strongly identify as liberal. Uh, of course, we also, or I also, ask them just to place themselves on a liberal conservative scale. And what's so interesting about this is that if you ask the general population in this country, where do you place yourself? And this has been a phenomenon that we've seen uh, pretty consistently over the past few decades. Americans like to say, we're, we're kind of in the middle, or we lean a little bit to the left, or we lean a little bit to the right. That's the average American. If you look at, strong, you know, if you look at politicians and parties, they put themselves on the extreme. Uh, what's so interesting is with this group, there was no interest and even saying they were in the middle. They were unabashedly liberal or even strongly liberal, and that was something very important to them uh, to project, which is, again, very different from the average American, certainly the average Pennsylvanian. Now, you, you mentioned that New England, uh, as we'll get more back to this, the administrators in a minute, but uh, you mentioned that New England, uh, the ratio of liberal professors, teachers, is 25 to 1 over conservatives. Now, Absolutely. that can't, that, there's no way that happens by accident. So, uh, I mean, there, there, there has to be a concerted effort to have that kind of imbalance. And doesn't that just kind of go against everything that education is supposed to be? That you would, yes. you would provide just one viewpoint? It's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yes. <laughs> it is mind boggling. So, first, uh, it's sort of a snowball effect. Once a uh, school decides they need an administrator, they tend to hire people who are like minded. You don't want to hire, if you're a conservative or a liberal, someone who doesn't see the world the way you do. You don't want to go to work on a day-to-day -day basis and find that you have this antagonism in your office. So it's a lot easier to engage in groupthink. Uh, there's a principle uh, in social science called homophily. Birds of a feather flock together. We sort of cluster that way uh, around like-minded people. So a lot of these places would say, oh, well, you know, this is what I care about. I care about social justice. I'm going to find someone who cares about social justice. Next thing you know, over the course of a decade or so, you see these huge imbalances. Uh, that's part one. And then part two, uh, in addition to the imbalance, uh, this is a disaster for higher education. The whole point of higher education, in addition to just basic skills in science, math, engineering, and tech, is to understand the world. Uh, and that's where the humanities matter. And quite frankly, not knowing uh, a multitude of viewpoints is a failure of higher ed. And when our students leave, they go out and they're shocked when they realize not everyone sees it that way. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to think. And this is very bad for civic life and the nation generally. And we're talking to Sam Abrams. He's a professor at uh, Sarah Lawrence College. Uh, it's uh, politics, right? 
Yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, what you just described there, this is the kind of stuff that really, uh, it, it, it annoys me because, um, I mean, uh, it's fine that they want to have people work, walking around the office drinking coffee with them who agree with them, but they're supposed to be running an institution of higher learning. And uh, they're supposed to have some kind of a mission to to provide the best possible education. And so shouldn't it be more about what they're giving the students than it should be about, you know, who they eat lunch with? Uh, I certainly agree with that. Uh, the thing to remember, though, is that if you take a look at a lot of what college and university, uh, you know, mission statements now look like, they've been changing over the last 20 years, actually. I've been studying uh, some of it. And what you uh, discover is, a lot of these schools have grown their mission. I think about when my parents were in college. Uh, they were actually at Temple University on the other side of the state. Very, uh, they're very proud of being Temple Owls. And, you know, they went to school. They had their classes. They learned what they needed to learn. And they went home. They didn't necessarily live there. They didn't engage in, in life there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Universities have all changed. If you go back to Temple, you'll see it's become a heavily residential campus. I think Pitt uh, is now very similar. Last time I visited about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the universities have now taken on this worldview of we're not just here to educate in the classroom. We're here to educate and enlighten the entire uh, person around the clock in every possible form. Again, not the classroom, but in residence halls, in dining halls, in student common spaces. And they believe that teaching things like social justice and uh, teaching things like everyone has a grievance, microaggressions are everywhere, that's dangerous. Uh, and again, it inhibits real learning, it inhibits real questioning, and it inhibits real dialogue. Students are concerned, students are confused. Uh, students want to ask questions, and if you ask something that's deemed unpolitically correct, you can be shot down. And you can be embarrassed. People are afraid to do that. I have students in my office every week who know that I've, who know that I've been taking a stronger position. And they say, I, I feel, you know, I feel shut up. I feel choked. I can't talk. I can't ask questions. I want to understand things. But, you know, the culture now on campus, both in a lot of classrooms, but primarily outside of the classroom, where faculty are not teaching, uh, you know, has been dominated by this incredibly progressive group of people. So why do I want to send my kid there? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, I'm not so sure you do. Some schools are worse. <laughs> uh, some schools are, are, are better. Uh, you know, uh, you know I'll, I'll say something about Sarah Lawrence, uh, where, where I teach, and that is that you know, I watch so many of the students come in you know, open-eyed, uh, wearing colorful clothing. By the time they leave, uh, four years later, they're dressed in all black and have this very pessimistic attitude. Schools can be transformative. It's very dangerous. It's very problematic. Uh, our, my hope with this is to wake up parents, to wake up prospective students, to wake up the general community, and to, quite frankly, wake up boards of trustees and realize we are doing our future generations a disservice. We need to do better. And there are some schools, like the University of Chicago, that are better at this. Uh, and, you know, I, I would encourage my own kids to think about a place like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you you uh, write that the uh, the the kids, the ratio of, of, of conservative liberal to conservative among the kids who come in as freshmen is really it's only two to one. Um, yeah. But that changes tremendously by the time they leave. Yes, exactly. And and that's the thing, you know, and that's why it's such powerful evidence. These freshmen or first years, you know, I, I stop myself because when I say freshmen. Uh, at a place like Sarah Lawrence, that's actually viewed as a microaggression because I've gendered the statement. So oh, yeah, I know. First, first year, year students. Yeah, yeah. So first year students. 
uh, you know, do come in on average nationally fairly balanced. But again, when everybody around you is saying one thing, uh, in, in some cases you're convinced. In other cases, you sort of are open-minded or, or, or malleable, so you slide over. Or in many cases, you just say, I give up and, you know, I'll just go with the flow. Uh, and again, that is the antithesis of what higher education is supposed to be. You know, these are sacred spaces, not safe spaces, but sacred spaces mm-hmm. where ideas are supposed to be discussed freely. Safe spaces, which is what our administrators promote and encourage and create everywhere, fracture our colleges, you know, and universities. They promote uh, an anti-diversity sort of dialogue. Everyone is special. Everyone is unique. Uh, everyone has been harmed in every possible shape, size, color, history, origin, creed, and so on. And that inhibits what we're here to do, which is mingle, understand the other, question the other, and try to make sense of the world. Well, how do you, as a uh, professor who is so much against the grain, how do you navigate every day? And and do you take a lot of heat from people? Oh, yes, very much so. Quite a bit today uh, already since the article came out. Yeah, Uh, I was expecting it, so I was ready. The target is on my back. Uh, The big issue for me, and I'm very public about it, is that I have tenure. Uh, and I have academic freedom as part of that tenure, which means that I can write and point out these things without losing the job, mm-hmm. and in theory, without retribution. Now, that retribution may show up. I'm not sure how quite yet, uh, but it still may show up. Uh, the reality with that is that I also kept my mouth shut, and I, I you know, went along with the flow until I had tenure. Uh, I wish I didn't have to do that, but I also said to myself, if I, if I want to succeed in this business, I have to you know, play the game. Uh, and have to say the right things and do the right things, uh, all the while taking notes, observing all of these problems, and shortly after uh, earning tenure, start writing about them, because it's so important. Um, and again, not just to me, my own experience, but to our future, because you know, these are the next generation of voters, uh, scientists, engineers, leaders, everything. And uh, you know, not knowing how to have civil discourse and just running to a safe space, uh, not good for this country. We're talking to Sam Abrams. He's a professor of uh, politics at Sarah Lawrence College. He's written a piece in the New York Times about uh, the liberal, uh, the preponderance of liberals running colleges uh, among the administration. And you write that the that you know basically the and you mentioned here, I guess that uh, the administrators actually they they get to the point where they believe that what happens outside the classroom and how they influence people is more important maybe than what they teach them in the classroom. Yes, uh, very much so. Uh, you know, they, they see themselves as their role is to do the, provide the real education. And, you know, if you ask them, you know, what's important, teaching social justice or teaching math, science, and engineering? What is a high priority? Uh, this isn't in the article, but one of the things that came out was over three quarters of uh, administrative people believe in the social justice being a high priority to teach our students, uh, whereas barely 15% uh, believe that was the case for uh, teaching things like history uh, and other sort of uh, essential skills to contextualize things. So, yes, I mean, their, their role is not to necessarily get involved with the professors, and if an administrator tried to involve him or herself uh, with my teaching, that would be a real problem. I wouldn't allow it. But there's, you know, but I only see my students a few hours a week in, in class. Uh, the students return to their dorms, return to the dining halls, return to the campus centers, but a lot more time there. And those spaces are, are up for grabs, and the administration uh, has grabbed them. I got about a minute left, Sam. What would you suggest that conservative parents, uh, what should they do? Parents who have kids getting close to college age, what should they do? 
they should be very, very careful. Uh, go ahead and take college tours. Look around and see what's being posted. Uh, go to the dining hall. Go to the residence hall. See what sort of flyers are, go- are, are up. Amazingly, colleges still use flyers, uh, believe it or not. Also, go to a number of resources. Uh, FIRE, which is uh, Free Speech and, and, and Higher Ed, or the Heterodox Academy, a group that I'm very uh, involved with. There are guides that have been posted about free speech and which schools are better at that than others. So I would encourage that, quite frankly, you look carefully at what schools are doing a better job at this because it would be awful for your uh, first-year or second-year student to call you around Thanksgiving and go, I can't talk, I feel choked, I feel uh, silenced, and uh, I need to get out of here. So there are some guides that have emerged recently. People are talking about it. But most importantly, do what a lot of the administrative administration folks would prefer you not to. Ask as many questions as you can before you enroll. Make sure you're comfortable. And uh, see, you know, see how guides react. See how... Uh, people in the admissions office react. And if it feels a little off, it's probably the warning sign to stay away. Hey, Sam, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, the piece in the New York Times today, uh, very enlightening, for especially for anybody who has kids in high school and they're thinking about dropping about 50 grand a year to send their kids somewhere. They might want to look into some of this stuff. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks so much. Okay, that's Sam Abrams. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. The way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Here's all you need to do. Your doctor gives you the prescription. You go online to gogomeds.com, put in your information, and make sure to include the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. Your meds are then delivered to your home, and you've saved money. It's that easy. No more waiting, no lines, no copay each month, and best of all, no wandering around the store aimlessly waiting for your prescription to be filled. GoGoMeds.com, the new way to get your medicine delivered right to your door. Remember that getting your prescription filled now means never having to go to a store again. GoGoMeds.com, GoGoMeds.com. Use the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. That's GoGoMeds.com, promo code MIKE2018. Hi, I'm Grant Eckert from National Debt Relief. For years, you've heard us on the radio sharing how you can be debt-free in 24 to 48 months, often paying only a fraction of what you owe. But how does our program work? If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, personal loans, or collection accounts, you may qualify to get the relief you deserve in just five steps. Step one, our certified debt specialist will complete a free debt analysis. Step two, you'll select the plan that's right for you. 
Step three, you'll begin making one affordable monthly payment towards your enrolled debts. Step four, our team of experts will negotiate with your creditors. And step five, you'll achieve financial relief. We've already helped over 100,000 Americans resolve more than $1 billion of debt. We're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have received over 35,000 five-star reviews. The best part is we don't earn a penny until we've successfully resolved your debt. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-658-0988. That's 800-658-0988. 800-658-0988. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. I want to go to college for the rest of my life. Sip Bankers Club and drink Miller Lite. On Thirsty Thursday and Tuesday night ice. And now I can get pizza a dollar a slice. So fill up my cup. Yeah, but can you get free laundry detergent and fabric softener? I, I just saw this. Uh, we, we ran the interview with the uh, professor um, at Sarah Lawrence. And I here's some of the demands that the uh, students up there wanted. Free winter housing with a communal kitchen containing dry goods from the food pantry. Free laundry detergent and fabric softener for all students. I don't know, man. When I was in college, I didn't need fabric softener. It was If I did my laundry like once every four weeks, it was, a, it was an upset, and I would bring my laundry home to my mother, she'd do it. Otherwise, it you know kind of didn't get done. Uh, we had a we had a system we called the grab bag that I won't go into here. Uh, special housing for students of color. Of course, you want now segregation is now the new thing, I guess. Allow students to share meal swipes. Uh, a mandatory first year orientation session about intellectual elite, elitism. On campus jobs prioritize the hiring of international students. Prevent students of color from being educated about history by quote-unquote racist white professors. Reject funding from the Charles Koch uh, Foundation and review the tenure of racist professor Sam Abrams. That's the guy who was just on our show. Didn't he sound like a racist to you? All students have unlimited access. This is probably the most important one. This is one that they really should make sure that they, they uh, cave in on. All students have unlimited access to therapy sessions. Ah, boy, they need that. Now, here's the thing. 36 members of the facu- faculty signed on to this and, and, and it's to the petition and to the, to the demands. Uh, this, the president, President uh, Judd, so female woman, uh, she said uh, the, the document brings to the fore many pressing issues that students at Sarah Lawrence face 
especially students of color, low-income students, first-generation students, LGBTQ plus students, and others. And I am grateful for the willingness of our students to share their concerns with me and the campus community. But when it came to Professor Abrams, not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. So that's great. Uh, and but they got to get that. They got to get those uh, free therapy sessions. I, or maybe I don't know which one. I think either the therapy sessions or the or the fabric softener. One of those two they have to get. It's very important. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM twelve fifty The Answer and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.